Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Good morning, and I'm so glad you're joining us today because if there's anything that ails you physically, mentally, economically, health-wise, or spiritually, we have the solution. And the solution is stop killing. It's that simple. You know, there are so many people suffering from depression and from all sorts of things, and they don't connect the normalized violence in their lives that they're killing every single day unnecessarily with um, with their ailments, with their ills, with their depression. Uh, of course it catches up with you. We're here with the incredible Ken Spector, who <laughs> is Ken of Happy Cow. And uh, Happy Cow, as you may know, is the world's largest vegan and vegetarian guide for restaurants and health food stores around the globe. Happy Cow is where you want to go. I have used it from Texas to Prague. Every time I get to a new city, the first thing I do, the very first thing I do is go on my Happy Cow app and say, where's the nearest vegan or vegetarian restaurant, preferably vegan? Ken, tell me, how did you create Happy Cow? Okay, Happy Cow was actually created in 1999 by Eric Brent. So Happy Cow initially was not a dynamic site. It was a site that was conceived in India, of all places. Ah, You're kidding. No, in India. Uh, Eric had been roaming around India, and there really weren't a lot of vegan options. And in, in India, in, in India, that's yeah. crazy. It's a lot because, of vegetarian options, yeah, remember. but uh, a, lot, a lot of vegan options. Mm. He was also in China; there weren't a lot of vegan options available. So he was inspired at that point to. It took about two days to upload the initial Happy Cow through a dial-up connection. It wasn't a dynamic site; it was just a list of restaurants, and it mm-hmm. later became what it is today. And that is where people can have reviews and have pictures. And and uh, contribute to Happy Cow. So that was that was you know later on. But 1999 is when it all started. Well, if you see me looking down at any time during this broadcast, it's because I am sharing this video with other sites that I'm involved in, my personal timeline and other sites. And I urge you to do the same. Why? Because. Uh, Social media is the way we're going to get the word out about this alternate lifestyle. You notice that mainstream media pretty much ignores the vegan movement. They don't show up at VegFest. They've never shown up at the Animal Rights Conference where literally hundreds of the nation's top thinkers on this issue, which of course affects climate change and human health and habitat and wildlife and all of these important issues, mainstream media never there. So there's a mainstream media news blackout on vegan restaurants to a large degree, on uh, vegan um, developments, conferences, protests, veg fests. So uh, that's why we use social media to get the word out. So I urge you to share this video so that other people can find out about the Happy Cow app. I literally go on Happy Cow. I have the app. It's very easy to download. And every time I get to a city, the first thing I do is I go in the Happy Cow app and uh, I I just look up. I say, where are the nearest vegan restaurants? Boom. And not only do they show the nearest vegan restaurants, they show the menu. They show how to get there. I have literally walked with my phone. 
in Las Vegas, in New York City, in um, Corpus Christi, Texas, in uh, Arizona. I mean, anywhere I go, all across Europe. Uh, in the Caribbean, in Latin America, I have used this. How do you get, how many restaurants do you have? Right now, there are about almost 75,000 listings on Happy Cow. There are about 60 to 50, oh, 6,250 all vegan restaurants. And just to give you a perspective, back in 2008, about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. there were about 455 vegan restaurants. Whoa, whoa. Tell me again how many so there are now. Right, right now, there are around 6,250 plus. Now, this is a couple Wait, of 6,250. 6, oh, my God. And it's growing every day. Yeah. And uh, there's been incredible growth the last few years. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing an exponential growth curve as I map out the number of vegan restaurants that existed back in 2008 versus now. It was around 2013, 14 that things really started to pick up. And now, you know, we're getting so many submissions every day. We're at, we actually have a backlog because we go through and we hand list them. We hand curate. And so we have people working nonstop trying to get the restaurants up. And it's, it's just happening so quickly. And what do you attribute that to? I think the internet. I think people like yourself. I think people uh, on social media. I think there's been a massive you know, craze on social media with all these animal rights videos and whatnot. It's just incredible how quickly this is yeah. growing. I, I really say it, it probably has to do with that. And, you know, you and I participated in something uh, a couple of years ago that was really fun. Yeah. We, I was reading the paper, but I don't read it like this anymore. I was online. I read the New York Times, and I saw that they were having a climate change conference at Paramount Studios, where I worked for 12 years. Mm-hmm. So I said, hmm, I'm going to buy five tickets. So I started calling people. Who wants to go? Ken agreed to go. And we went with uh, four other people, and we scattered ourselves throughout the audience. So... Yakety yakety yak for an hour and a half, no mention of um, animal agriculture's impact on climate change, which we expected because the mainstream media doesn't talk about that. They don't talk about the leading cause of climate change, which is infuriating because, you know, it's, it's a vegan diet um, does more to stop climate change than everything you could drive, than all transportation combined, than any, any other thing you can do. And it was completely ignored. So at the end, we all started asking questions. The actor, Mark Ruffalo, was in the audience, uh, in the, uh, on the panel. Everybody else was kind of aghast, but he was very engaged and really said thank you for trying to get this word out because we were kind of disrupting because we were saying, hey, why aren't you talking about the biggest cause of climate change? Guess what? I just read that Mark Ruffalo is now vegan. All right. So well thank done, you, Ken. Very, well, very done, well done, Ken. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, I, uh, here we are. It's July in uh, California. There's a heat wave across the country. Uh, we have our air conditioning on, which we try not to use, and we're still, like, schwitzing because the whole world, isn't it true? It's getting we're, hot. We're, yeah, <laughs> let's get this. The whole world is burning up. And the reason that we're burning up is because of climate change, which causes extreme weather and the reason that it's happening is that we're giving planet earth a buzz cut we are literally as we speak destroying destroying acre after acre after acre of rainforest and primordial forests to grow crops to feed 50 to 60 billion farm animals who are basically i'm sorry but sexually violated into existence they're not making love they're all bred to be killed, and it's all unnecessary, and it's all bad for our health, and why on earth are we doing it? It doesn't make any sense. 
are putting our taste buds ahead of anything else. But it doesn't mean, you know, like happening. taste buds. I mean, we've got, let me ask you about this. I just read that Applebee's is going to be covering, is going to be now offering one of the best uh, vegan burgers out there. Yes. We have the counter offering uh, one of the best vegan burgers. We have TGI Fridays. We just went live at Costco, which is offering a vegan al pastor salad and a vegan acai bowl replacing the Polish sausage. And we tried them out. They're $4.99 each. They're delicious. Do you bring any of that? Okay, guys, settle down. There's a there's a, uh, a husky walking by. <laughs> okay. Um, but, I mean, let me tell you something. Those are huge changes. Absolutely. And I'm reading them every day. Yeah. Uh, you know, even McDonald's is starting to offer things. But that's you know, in Finland. Or yeah, or in wherever. Finland. Exactly. A lot of it's marketing. But the fact that they have to, to use... The vegan word to market tells you that this, this, this cause is growing rapidly. So you have all of these fast food chains offering vegan options, which you know wasn't until the past couple of years that we started to see a critical mass on this. Yeah, and we've got uh, questions and comments coming in. Uh, Katie Karen says, I wonder if we vegans should all give ourselves buzz cuts to, a draw, to draw attention to people uh, and what they are doing to trees. I love that because, you know, I was trying to explain, even if you're a climate change denier, you have to acknowledge the basic fact that in order to grow crops, you can't have a forest in the spot where you're growing crops. We're only 7.6 billion human beings. Uh, We, um, like I said, breed just land animals, not including fish, 50 to 60 billion who eat more than we do. So most of the crops being grown are not being grown to feed people directly. They're being grown to feed animals who are the most inefficient meat source because they food source because they eat so much more than they produce as meat. So uh, obviously most of the land that is being destroyed is being destroyed to grow crops for animals. We are giving the, the world a buzz cut, destroying the forest to create this inefficient food source. And we're telling ourselves that it's to feed people. I mean, when, when you see uh, hunger groups that don't talk about veganism, does it make you want to pull your hair out or give yourself a buzz cut? Oh, constantly. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. You know, it's, you know one other thing which, which we bring up, we always bring up sort of animal agriculture in mm-hmm. terms of cows and chickens and whatnot. Yes. What about the fish nets in, in the oceans and plastic pollution in the oceans? Oh, it's, it's, it's not just best. global warming. There's so many other issues that are yes. going on that eating flesh foods yes. is causing directly. Oh, it's, it's really um, a catastrophe. And here's what I don't understand. I mean, you are, you have your finger on the pulse because you and Eric, and I love Eric. Eric is my hero and I run into him all the time, but he's more on the shy side. You'd yeah. like to do the talking. Yeah, I do the talking. Yeah, so hello, Eric. But you have your finger on the pulse of this movement because you are seeing people and tracking them, going to vegan restaurants, mm-hmm. going to vegan supermarkets. Do you think going to vegan events? Going to vegan oh, events. Oh, You're, yeah. You guys, you know, when we anytime you go to a veg fest, you'll see a cow, yeah. somebody dressed up in a fun cow mm-hmm. outfit. That's happy cow. That's, that's how right. they get people to sign up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we urge you, if you do nothing else, get the happy cow app. It's life changing. It's like waves, mm-hmm. but better. Um, but where do you see us going in terms of hitting the tipping point, Ken? You know, we, we talk about this all the time mm-hmm. and I feel like we're reaching the tipping point now. Again, when I start to see these mainstream mm-hmm. restaurants, places like Costco, even mentioning the word vegan, 
this is a place where you'd walk up and there were hot dogs and junk food everywhere. And what they're talking about it, the, these companies, these large companies are marketing the vegan cause. Mm-hmm. And I think we're reaching that point now based on the statistics I see in that exponential growth curve of the number of vegan options and vegan restaurants on happy cow. I feel like it's, 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 we're, we're at the, at that tipping point now where things are really starting to accelerate and get, you know, and what I see in London, I don't know if you've been to London recently, but you know, London recently we were, you know, had an article, I wrote an article with Eric on the top 10 vegan cities in the world. And London, now, if you look at London, there's over 130 all-vegan restaurants in London. Oh, my God. It's incredible. I was there in in, uh, July of two, exactly three years ago. Yeah. Um, And there were some. I remember we went to a pub that was a vegetarian pub that had tofush and chips. And we also did vegan high tea at a hotel in West London. Mm -hmm. And there was also a gourmet vegan restaurant in Bath, England. It was delicious. Yes. But it wasn't like... Hundreds and hundreds. We had yeah. to sort of scope them out. You're saying it's changed in the last three years. In five, uh, in a five mile radius area of London, there are 109 vegan restaurants. What? In just five radius. So it's it. You know, this this movement is growing all over the world. You know, and after just having published the article on the top ten vegan cities, which you can see on Happy Cow. Uh, it's incredible. Places like Warsaw, Poland, places like Berlin, Germany. We're going to Berlin. Oh, it's a wonderful We are going to, to go. Berlin and we're going to tour all the vegan restaurants in Berlin. Uh, Jane Unchained, uh, Germany. Uh, we're doing Jane Unchained Europe. And you know what we're going to use? We're not going to go and start making calls and making appointments to uh, visit restaurants. What we are going to do is use the Happy Cow app, which is Great. what we do every time. You're our booker, <laughs> there basically, you go. There you go. because what we do is we literally get to a place. We we you know Jane and Shane. Part of the success of it is we don't do traditional booking in the sense. Yes, we do for some places, but we just go and we go live, yeah. and we just go from restaurant to restaurant. We'll have lunch at one place, maybe coffee and pastry for breakfast, lunch somewhere else, dessert somewhere else, dinner somewhere else. And we cover four or five restaurants in a day and just show you. We've got a caller, Lisa from Thousand Oaks. Your question or thought, Lisa. Hi, everybody. I just wanted to say hi to Ken. This is Lisa Carlin. And I love your Happy Cow app. I use it all the time. And what I think is extraordinary is my daughter and my son use the Happy Cow app in Eastern Europe. And they were able to go to Hungary, to Eastern Germany, to Hungary, to Slovakia. They went to so many countries, and they were able to find delicious vegan restaurants to eat at. And I just want the world to know that was a result of Happy Cow. So thank you, Eric and Kat. That is fabulous to hear. You know, I was in a place that I, nobody knows, Moldova. How many of you have been to Moldova out there? No, I no. went to Moldova because I wanted to experience an Eastern European country that, that people that I know have not even heard of. They don't know where this place is. Happy Cow worked in Moldova. There, were, there was a raw food restaurant in Moldova. The food was great. And these are, you know, places in Eastern Europe that people don't normally go to. Uh, Ukraine, we're in Kiev. There were loads of vegan restaurants. It is fabulous. There's another uh, option on the app, on the paid app. We do have a free version on the Android. It's called Trips. And what that enables you Wait, to do is... Wait, tell me that again. Yes. Okay, on the, there's a free version of, of Happy Cow on the Android version. There's a free and a paid version. On the iPhone, there's only a paid version. But if you buy a few bucks... If you buy the paid version, there's an option called Trips. And what you can do is you can choose the restaurants you want to go to ahead of time. 
um, and put them in your trips. And then it saves all the data offline. So you don't have to have an internet connection. So you can just walk around. So what I do is actually when I'm on, you know, right when I get off an airplane or when I'm at my hotel, I just plan out my entire trip. And then I save all the data offline so I can just go around in Moldova where the connections at times were spotty and I can just go through my trips and say, okay, I'm going to go here and here. And all I need is a GPS connection, which you have everywhere in the world. And you can navigate Happy Cow with no internet at all. Oh, I love that. I love that. And, um, you know, one of the things that I want to learn and want to study is how to add a restaurant because every so often I'll stumble upon a restaurant somewhere that's not on the happy cow app Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh my god i want to add that that restaurant but i'm not technologically savvy that snarky vegan girl is oh by the way alum orion of national animal rights day says ken and eric are the best v light says happy cow is the best kirk Rowland says i use happy cow all the time especially in newer cities um boy there are so many people who are just uh just uh Going crazy. Patricia Marie Barreto says, hi, Eric. Happy cow was my savior in Uruguay. Thank you. So, you know, there are people who are clearly using it all over the world. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to take a very short break on the radio, on Voice America Radio. And uh, by the way, on JaneUnchained.com, you can listen to all of the interviews we've done so far. And we've done incredible interviews with Dr. Salesh Rao, who is one of the founders of the Internet, who is uh, basically right now, as we speak, planning a vegan world by 2026. Uh, we've we've interviewed amazing people, so you can go and listen to all these while you're driving around. Just go to Jane Unchained, and you'll be able to access the shows right there. So let's take a brief break on the radio, but we're going to stay live on Facebook, and we've got a very special guest that I'm going to introduce right now. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women, and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer celebrity friends and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. And guess who our special guest is? Little Rico from Puerto Rico. And we've been talking here with Ken of Happy Cow the most potent tool right on your phone. Download the Happy Cow app. You can get the free version. You or can a website. Or happy your website. Happycow.com or happycow.net, either one. Yeah, happycow.com, yeah. happycow.net. Uh, I've also used that, especially when I'm at home and trying to figure out, oh, where am I going to go? Let's see. I want to go somewhere new. You know, a lot of times we talk about using it when you're traveling. But a lot of times when you're at home, and you know, Don and I deal with this all the time because we want to, obviously primarily go to vegan restaurants um and sometimes we go to the same ones over and over again because Mm -hmm. they're close Mm -hmm. and then every so often we're like you know what let's go somewhere different and we whip out the hat we get our computer and go to happycow.net and then we can start looking and we found some really great vegan restaurants that we had no idea existed by the way i have one you may have already put it on so excited on Pacific in Venice at 26th Street, there is now a deli. Yes, I was there like the day I think it opened or the day before it opened. It's right over here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's called New Deli. It's run by Matthew Kenny. We, of course, went live there the other day and talked to him. And it is it is like the most um, totally hip bodega you've ever been to. It's a vegan bodega. You can buy all vegan products, Mm -hmm. anything from like um, recycled garbage bags to the perfect face cream, sunblock, to wine, to um, pastries, coffee, um, and uh, soups and nuts and every from soups to nuts. And it's, it's just this incredible little place. You've got to go there. Totally spectacular in Venice, California, on Pacific, which is one block off the ocean at 26th Street. So if you know where uh, the Venice Pier is, Washington Boulevard at the beach, it's about eight or nine blocks north of that. So you just uh, literally, um, it's it's a stone's throw from the beach. If you're going to Venice and the beach, you got to go to New Delhi. Now, have you put that... how do you put that in Happy Cow? Sure. Okay. So how does a person put it in Happy Cow? Well, right on the homepage of Happy Cow, you can add a restaurant. Just click or add a listing. Just click add a okay. listing. Yes. Or in your app, you can go to the menus and then you can see how to add a listing. Mm-hmm. I believe it's in the help section or just add a restaurant. So mm-hmm. it's uh, you do that. Now, as far as how restaurants overall are added, 
a lot, the Happy Cow is so popular now that restaurants are contacting us, you know, well yes. before the restaurants are opening and letting us know, hey, yes. we're opening up a restaurant in Poland, in uh, Warsaw, really? in Los Angeles. And yes. so you add it. Yes. Yeah, so we add it. A difference between something like a Google or some of the other competitors, let's say they're competitors, is that those are those are just generated by a computer, basically. You you know, when you list something with them, they'll just add it as a vegan restaurant. We curate, we go through each listing, we determine, we look at their menu, we determine should this be unhappy because you're not, is it really vegan? Sometimes, you know, restaurants are listed as vegan, they have either honey, which is not considered vegan, or they have other things that are not vegan on them. So we 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 are on their menus. So we know. Uh, and when you go to Happy Cow, you know that we've actually gone through the menu. We've contacted the owner if we have any doubts, and that's how we do Happy Cow. It's hand-picked. So I'm going to ask you a provocative question. Sure, I love provocative. With provo all these, you know, um, it, I go and try to support, like I went to Costco, and I ate the acai bowl and the Alpha store salad, and we went live. We also went to the counter and tried the Impossible Burger, mm -hmm. I believe, yeah. was at the counter. Yeah. And I'm looking for a TGIF Fridays to go have Beyond, I don't sure if Beyond Meat or Impossible Burger. But, okay. but the bottom line is there are a lot of, as much as I want to just go to vegan restaurants, yes. that's obviously my first choice. I also know that in terms of shifting the culture, normalizing veganism, those are super important developments. Yes. So how do you deal with that? How do you decide? Because we grapple with it too. Yes. Um, you know, uh, we we actually went to profile once a, a, a non-vegan restaurant that had a lot of great vegan options, but uh, to encourage those. And then we saw something that says, you know, you must have bacon or something like that on the wall written. Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh -huh. oh God. So it's always like a very difficult choice. How do you grapple with that? Okay, number one, I always recommend people to support vegan restaurants first and not chains. Chains just really? don't need your money nearly as much as the uh, small mm. little restaurants. They can you know, buffer the difficult times where small yeah. restaurants really need your business more. As far as adding them, we actually just recently added a category called chains. Oh. So we have chains now on Happy Cow as well. So. It, it, it gets, I think that's yeah. important because honestly, I know what you're saying. If if it were up to me, I would only eat a vegan restaurant. Yes, exactly. exactly. Absolutely. I mean, I don't yeah. like it's it's stomach churning for me. I remember once I went into something. Uh, I was on a long drive, mm -hmm. and I went into a place called the Claim Jumper. Mm -hmm. I was I honestly literally started crying and ran out. People mm -hmm. were ordering giant. Slabs of ribs. Yes. You could see the ribs. Yeah. And I I literally had this like a reaction that was like I was I felt like I was in a slaughterhouse. Yeah. yeah. No offense, uh claim jumper. You're invited on any time to tell me why that's a good idea in your opinion. But I, I ran out. I ran out and I was crying. I couldn't I couldn't stay there. Now, um it's difficult, but if claim jumper were to offer a vegan burger. We, I feel like we kind of need to support that because if we don't and it doesn't sell, then an more animals will die. Yes, yes. Well, there you could also consider that there are also people uh, at there are vegans and non-vegans going to dinner together sometimes. So you know, if you're going to a restaurant that's veg friendly or has veg options, there are some people that adamantly do not want to go to a vegan restaurant, so they end up at a place like Claim Jumper. And if they do have a vegan menu or do have vegan options. That, that are more accommodating Which we don't to vegans. Know. We yes. don't know that. Let's use, no. Maybe let's use the example of... Um, Veg uh, options would uh, be... What, uh, uh, well, TGIF Fridays. TGIF Fridays. Okay. Oh, there, there's an example. Or Applebee's is now exactly. got a, a Exactly. 
So there have been many times when I've ended up at a veg, a non-veg restaurant, and there were there was literally the only thing I get was a salad, and yes. I even often had to tweak the dressing because there were no vegan yeah. dressings. Yeah. Well, as more and more of these restaurants offer vegan menus, it just makes it so much easier for vegans to find to find better quality food or something yeah. that's not just lettuce yeah. with no dressing yeah. on it, which yeah. is rather, you know, rather mundane. So I, I want to clarify here. So mm -hmm. you're now putting in chains yes. that have vegan options. Yes. Yeah. We have, well, so we had a category, we've had a category for years called veg options. We recently added chains to that. So we're trying to like cover the world. It, it gets a little bit tricky because at what point do you just add every restaurant? What if every restaurant has well, uh, Wouldn't that be options? nice? Yes. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be what I call a high class problem? Yes. By I, the way, everybody's asking, what's the name of the super hip vegan bodega? It's called New Delhi, like yeah. New Delhi, India. Yeah. N E W D E L I. It is so much fun. They have a beautiful place in the back where you can bring your dogs, just go in through the back. And, and it's a, a grocery store too. Yeah, it's a grocery store. I mean, literally. A grocery store. Rico, are you gonna you gonna make the scene at New Delhi? <laughs> of course he is. He says yeah. yes. Mom, I've already been there. Yeah, been there, done that, and you're gonna be going back again. Go ahead. And, and by the way, getting back to veg options, I mean, what do you include? And what we include, and you know, what we included maybe five years ago was like if you had like a piece of tofu on your menu you were included on Happy Cat. Yeah. But things are getting better and better and better. So we're thinking, well, eventually, are we just the vegan restaurant guy? That would be great. What if we were the vegan restaurant guy? And that's all. But the problem is, even initially, we had this problem. If you just had vegan restaurants on Happy Cow, and then you go to certain places in uh, Kansas or certain places mm -hmm. in parts of Europe, there's nothing. Yeah. So we, we decided that we wanted to open it up a little bit and allow these veg option restaurants. And now we're opening up vegan chains because a lot of people are requesting it. Look, I drive all over the country and fly all over the country going to veg fest. Mm -hmm. And I am so horrified when I'm driving on the freeway mm -hmm. and built into the signs on the freeway, probably paid for by taxpayers, are this number of miles to McDonald's, yes. this number of miles. So for me... If I saw one of those and knew that there was a vegan option, like TGIF Fridays, way to go, uh, the counter, way to go, Applebee's, way to go, um, I would feel less rageful probably yes. because I'd know that, hey, at those places, there is a – now, here's, here's another thing. Sometimes they say they're going to do it and they're not available. Like yes. I will say that I've gone to Dunkin' Donuts, which supposedly has almond milk everywhere. And there are times where the people behind the counter go, no, we don't have it. I go, well, you're supposed to have it. Dunkin' Donuts says they have almond milk. And they go, well, we don't. Or they're hiding it in the back. Right. So we also need to be activists and, and contact these restaurants if they don't have what they say they're going to have and complain because sometimes the local people, um, you know, don't, um, don't cooperate mm -hmm. because some people have a prejudice against veganism. Let's face it. You know, it's interesting. I got a coupon about two weeks ago in Beverly Hills for a vegan, or no, it wasn't a vegan. It was a regular pizza place. Yeah. And I immediately called that pizza place and I said, Hey, do you have vegan cheese? And the guy says, Oh, I'm glad you asked because starting next week, so many people have been asking that we're getting vegan cheese. And I thought, you know, more people like myself, when I go into a restaurant, I always, if they don't have anything vegan on the menu and I know they don't have anything vegan on the menu, I always ask them. I make sure I ask them, is, do you have anything vegan? Do you have vegan cheese? The more people who ask, eventually 
you know, if they get nudged enough, they'll do it. They'll add these things to their menus. So always ask, be vocal that you're vegan. Let people know that this is what you want. And when they don't have it, just walk out nicely and say, well, thanks. I'll, you know, if you get anything vegan on your menu, I'll come back. You've raised a very important point because I've started to notice that more and more pizza parlors are offering vegan yeah, cheese. All over the place. All over the place. I'll give you an example. Domino's in, in Israel, they all offer oh vegan cheese. Oh my God. Domino's. Um, I was going to the vet, not with little Rico, but with another one of my dogs. And I was hungry. I was waiting and waiting. And there was a pizza parlor across the street. I said, I'm going to go over there. It, they're not going to have vegan options. Mm -hmm. I know it, but I have nothing better to do. I'm waiting. I go across the street. I go, do you by any chance have vegan options? And he points up. He goes, yeah, sure. We have a whole vegan pizza. I was shocked. Now, um, I also went down here to um, Washington Boulevard. There's a new vegan, uh, there's a new, excuse me, there's a new pizza parlor opening. It replaced a wing joint. Mm. And I was thrilled because I always would get upset when I walked by and I saw wings. And I go, you know, they're not wings. As I told somebody who, who I was at a, at a, one of these veg fests and I was at a hotel and the woman who was very nice behind the counters, like talking to somebody, she goes, and we have wings. Oh, we've got food. We've got wings. I said, you know, you say wings. I just interrupted the conversation. You say wings, like they just flew all out of the sky. Wings belong to a, a chicken yeah. uh, who lived a horrible life and died a horrible death. And um, she just looked at me like, what? 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 You know, uh, but but it's very true. But anyway, it was replaced by a pizza parlor. So when it was under construction, I went up and tried to talk to the managers. And I said, are you going to offer vegan options? And they said, oh, yeah, a lot of people have requested it. So see, it's important that we as vegans are constantly active. That's what activists are, active, yes. asking, demanding, writing notes. I never go to Costco without leaving a detailed note on the way out. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. least I can yeah, do. Know. You know, it's funny, you, you say wings. There's a vegan chicken place in London called Temple of Satan. And I don't know if you've been there. <laughs> no. But what's more interesting about it is that the, the temple of, I believe it's, where is it? Uh, temple of, there's one of the temples of Satan restaurants. Yeah. I forgot which one it was. It's right next to a butcher. Oh. And it's amazing. So you have yeah. this butcher. So I took a little video where I pan from the butcher yeah. over to Temple of Satan. Yeah. And the butcher had no one in it. Okay. Uh -huh. And then I pan over and Temple of Satan's filled to the gills. It, it's oh, all, that's it's filled up. That's and they have great. vegan chicken. Yeah. So then I decided, no, I want a better, cleaner shot of this. So I went over and all of a sudden the guy from the butcher just comes out, no, no filming, no filming. I said, why do you want me to film? What's wrong? Obviously, people are filming. He has no customers. Yeah. And obviously, people are coming there and they're filming the, the fact that there's a butcher right next to yes. a vegan chicken yes. restaurant. Yes, it becomes a thing. Yes. Well, speaking of that, uh, we were covering a protest. I believe it was, I don't know who got it. Maybe Paige Parsons Roach, one mm -hmm. of our contributors. We mm -hmm. have so many great contributors. Uh, I think Sarah might have been there, Sarah Siegel. But anyway, it was a protest outside of McDonald's on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> And there was a mouse trying to get into McDonald's door. Like, I don't know if he was going home. A, a or, real mouse? Yes, a real mouse. Wow. Trying to get into the door. Like, you know, the door opens and closes. <laughs> and uh, then the mouse ran across Hollywood Boulevard. And, of course, all the activists screamed, like, hoping that he'd get to the other side. <laughs> okay. okay, and he did. Nice. But it was kind of like one of those moments. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> you know, really? Um, but in any case... Um, let me ask you, how many new vegan restaurants do you, do you add approximately every week? 
every week, you know, that I'll, I'll, I'll have to check on that. It, it's going up, whatever it is. I would say in a year, we're adding thousands now. Thousands. thousands. Like a thousand, a, a thousand now. Yeah. I mean, it, look, I, just, I remember a, a couple of years ago, so it's maybe, you know, 800 to a thousand yeah. year new vegan restaurants. That's what's happening now. I mean, every year I'm seeing like the, the growth of like in the, it used to be in the 50s, yeah, the 60s. Yeah. Now it's like a thousand or so yeah. or 800 or so a year, which is incredible. We've got a caller, Paige from Westlake Village. Your question or thought, Paige. Hello. Okay. Oh, hey, how's it going? How are you guys doing today? Good. Great. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. We love, we love having our Happy Cow app on our phone. It is so useful. And here's the deal I want to know. I'm getting ready to go on a trip, and I wanted to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if, if someone, if you wouldn't be willing to guide us in how we plan ahead. I know where I'm going, which state I'm going to. I'm actually going to the islands of Hawaii. And oh. I was looking this morning, kind of navigating around. Okay. How do, I, how do I do it? Okay, a couple of things that I would recommend you do is... First, obviously, you can use happycow.com. I usually use the web-based, ver- uh, the web-based version when I'm planning ahead. It's just a bigger format. You know? mm-hmm. it's more- and uh, I use the Happy Cow app as more of a portable device where I can go in and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and walk around and find the restaurants. So what you can do is you can sort by rating in, within happycow.com, sort by rating. You can sort by uh, you know, location. What I normally do is I go in and I plan out where my hotel is or where my Airbnb is, or where my couch surfing is, wherever my accommodations are. And then I try to stay in an area that's near the vegan restaurants. So you can sort by vegan, vegetarian, veg options, stores, and more. So what I often do is I, I create this map. So I immediately can see where in a city the vegan concentration is. And then once I do that, that's usually where I pick my Airbnb. I try to go place my Airbnb right in the center of my hotel, Whoa. right in the center of that area. So then that, you're there. You're within that's walking awesome. Ball. I didn't even think to then, do that. Yeah. Wow. Once I do that, then I, um, I start to go to the restaurants. I find the ones with the best reviews. I read some of the reviews. And then you can like them or you can add them to your trips. When you add them to your trips online, that syncs with your phone. So you can literally just plan out your trip that way. And then when you're on the road, it's just you pull up that app and you pull up the trips and you're ready to go. You can just walk all the places. And that's within the Happy Cow app. That's within the Happy Cow app. Under trips. Just like when you go to Expedia and you want to look at your trips, you hit trips. That's right. Wow. Okay. I love that idea. Yes, go ahead. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how cool this was. The other day I was dropping my daughter off. She does some awesome shadowing with our mighty mate. My daughter's going to be a vegan veterinarian. And our Mighty May is a local veterinarian who's vegan, and my daughter has the blessing to support her. And so I was dropping her off down where she is in Culver City, and I thought, I need to go get myself a vegan coffee. So I literally put in, you know, Happy Cow Local, and it directed me to the new deli, Matthew Kenny's Spot. And this was about three weeks ago. Oh. How cool is that? It was already in there, and it had just opened up. So yes, I went straight yes, there, yes. got myself a little coffee, found out the cool spot, felt like I was so in the know. So where yeah, it go? It's, it's very helpful, you know, and, you know, even, even being a you know, part of Happy Cow, I end up finding places that are in my neighborhood that are added. And I often find them because restaurants open up right before they open up, they, they write to us and then we get the notification wow. that the new restaurants open up. So we're always there before they even open up, which is fantastic. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's a vital source. So as we go to break, cause we're going to be coming back on the other side, we stay live on Facebook mm-hmm. 
On the other side of the break, we are going to list, countdown, the top 10 vegan cities in the world. And I'm curious how many of them I've been to. I'm really excited uh, to have Ken from Happy Cow here. Ken and Eric are my heroes. I mean, they have done so much. You know, as far as what Jane Unchained does, we do what we do. Look, I worked in the news media for 40 years. I'd love to be on the beach right now reading a trashy novel and drinking a vegan pina colada. You know what I mean? I worked my ass off. But the reason I do this is that it has to be told. And I see, you know, big, the powers that be, the be, the so-called best and the brightest, doing article after article and story after story about climate change, never mentioning animal agriculture. I see all this discussion about health, never mentioning the leading cause of human disease uh, is animal agriculture, meat and dairy, okay? I mean, heart disease, America's leading killer, kills one out of every four people. Arteries of the heart getting clogged with cholesterol. Cholesterol's in animal products, not plants. Um, you know, uh, cancer. Processed meat is cancer-causing. Cancer-causing, officially, from the World Health Organization. Uh, they're not talking about this because look at the advertisers. Meat, dairy, pharmaceuticals. You know, the thing that Dr. Salesh Rao says that just blew my mind, and when he said it, it clicked in my head, they are also farming humans. They, we are all, anybody who eats meat and dairy is part of the factory farming system. They're being slaughtered just like the cows and the pigs and the chickens, but just more slowly. Okay, because first they feed you the bad food that gets you sick, and then they feed you the pills and the surgeries that, that continue to keep you in a state of non-optimal life while they're getting richer and richer. And, you know, the people who own these companies, according to a book, an author of a book who studied them said they do not eat their own food and they do not allow their kids to eat their own food. They have private chefs. Of course they do. They're rich. So we are being farmed. If you look at cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, and goats and say, well, that's what they're put here for. Well, that's what the people who are feeding you this bad food feel about you. You are put here to eat this crap so you can get fat, sick, and nearly dead, so they can then feed you the pills and the surgeries and make even more money off you on the other end. That's why they call it the Food and Drug Administration. Think about it. So do you want to be a sucker or do you want to wake up and take control of your own life and get healthy and um, save this planet? Because at the rate that we're destroying forests uh, to grow crops to feed 50 to 60 billion farm animals, we will not have any wildlife vertebrates, meaning wild animals with bones in eight years. This is a crisis that is being ignored. And, you know, here we are shouting fire and people are like, why are you raising your voice? Because there's a fire. Our house is burning down. And we're trying to let people know that this is a crisis and they have the power to change it. You have the power to change it with your decisions as a consumer. Just start making smart choices for yourself and the planet. And there's not even the excuse that, oh, I'm going to have to sacrifice because vegan food is everywhere and it tastes great. Uh, before we go to the break, I'll just say I went to the counter with my girlfriend, that snarky vegan girl, Donna Dennison. We ordered the Impossible Burger. I asked the waiter five or six. I, she said, stop. My girlfriend was like, stop. I asked him four or five times, literally, are you sure this is not a meat burger? Because it looked like a meat burger. It smelled like a meat burger. And then when I finally bit it, it tasted like a meat burger. 
If you can't tell the difference, why are we killing these animals? I mean, you cannot tell the difference. In blind taste tests, you cannot tell the difference. So it's madness. So we're doing everything we can to wake people up that there's another way, that this is normalized violence and we need to evolve to a culture of normalized nonviolence or our planet will cease to exist with humans on it. Um, all right, we're going to take a brief break. Totally <laughs> now, agree. I, got, I went into a diatribe. Better talking to you than just saying it in the shower like <laughs> I normally do. Oh, okay. Uh, stay right there. We'll be back in a minute. And by the way, please give us a call on the phone. You can talk directly to Ken of Happy Cow. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron. Author, publisher, and life mentor broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we are here with Ken from Happy Cow, the world's premier guide to vegan and vegetarian restaurants and health food stores. It's and farmers markets too, and, and farmers- businesses, stores, and more. A lot oh more than that. God. And by the way, we also have forums online. If you go to happycow.com, we have forums where people discuss vegan food. We have our blog. We have news. We have recipes. Happy Cow is a lot more than just the app. So we also have the website as well. And I love that. In fact, I get your zine. A muzine. Yeah, muzine. Yeah, and newsletter. I, I just read that you interviewed Natalie Portman. I did. Woo! 
like a week or two ago. There you sure go. Did. Tell yeah. me about that. That was interesting. You know, she she has a movie called Eating Animals. It's based on a book by Jonathan Safran Foyer. And it was interesting. Um, one thing that I found sort of interesting is when I did ask her what her favorite veg uh, restaurant, her favorite restaurant was, she said uh, a restaurant in New York that wasn't on Happy Cow and it's a meat restaurant. I started to put this together. I thought, wow, she's a vegan. What is she doing eating at these restaurants? She is married to a non-vegan. I think sometimes, you know, we end up just going to the places that we end up at because our spouses take us there. Well, when you're Natalie uh, Portman too, somebody can call and say, Natalie Portman's showing up tonight. Please do a special vegan meal. And and it would probably be the best thing on the menu. Obviously, it's going to be the best thing on the menu, but it's going to be spectacular. The chef is going to outdo himself. Yes, and I know a lot of vegans were upset at her movie, but after having talked to her, I realized what she was trying to do. And that is, she, you know, there's factory farming. And what she the movie seemed to do is it was supporting non-factory farming. So sort of humane killing of animals. But there and is no humane killing Exactly. So I did ask her about that. And she said, you know, the movie's really not about that. It's about, you know, if you are adamant about eating meat, at least support your small farmers. So I said, all right, I kind of get that. But, wow. you know. Okay. But well. The, but that, that, that's, you know, I, I, I don't, um, but yeah, that's what she was trying to convey in that movie overall. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. It's it's always interesting to interview people that are, that are, that are that, that sort of famous and what their views on veganism are. And, well, uh, fa- you know, in terms of celebrities going vegan, it's, yeah. that's off the charts too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, we go to the vigil, mm-hmm. you know, at we bear witness at a mm-hmm. vigil at a big slaughterhouse mm-hmm. in downtown LA, sure. just east of downtown. And um, there were a lot of, well, everybody who shows up is a hero as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah. And, and those are my <laughs> celebrities, the people who show up at these vigils day in and day out. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's mm-hmm. one tonight. Oh, yeah. And there's one tonight. Uh, go to, um, uh, well, basically, um, there's Los Angeles Animal Save and Animal Alliance Network. Um, those are the two organizations. And tonight, Monday night, they have vigils. And, uh, you know, they bear witness to these pigs. And I, I go, and, and it takes me three or four days to come out of it. It's, it's, it's so shocking. Terrible. It's like, it literally, I had the feeling that it was just like what the Holocaust would have been like. You see these trucks bringing these living large creatures that are smart they're intelligent they're supposedly they have a higher human intelligence than dogs and they're being brought in and they didn't they don't want to go obviously they were tortured up until that point they're brought in you hear squealing and then they the trucks come out empty and we're witnessing this it's like witnessing a holocaust it's unbelievable i was so shocked after that i did sleep after that yeah for, it's for hard to days. sleep yeah. it's hard to sleep it's yeah. nightmarish and you know uh, Alex Hershev, for example, who was in the Holocaust mm-hmm. himself and yeah. escaped from the Holocaust, yeah. has made that comparison. So uh, I know sometimes those hot button issues offend people, and yeah. and you know I understand that too, and sure. I acknowledge that. But yeah. uh, Alex has made the comparison, and that's he, you know, one of the reasons why he's devoted his life to this issue. Yeah. Um, speaking of Israel, you know, we're talking Israel. about uh, the Holocaust yeah. and their uh, that. Israel is a hotbed of veganism. Absolutely. 5% of Israelis are now vegan. And I've read that there was a guy by the name of Gary Orofsky. Do you know Gary Orofsky? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know of him. Yeah. He's a hero. I interviewed him uh, oh a few years God. ago. Yeah. He uh, is an animal rights guy, and he has supposedly the most watched speech in Israel. Uh, and this guy went in, and he, he did compare the Holocaust yes. to the animal Holocaust on television regularly. And he kept going to Israel, going to Israel. Now 5% of Israelis are claimed to be vegan. But uh, Tel Aviv made it to the top 10 Vegan cities list once again this year. Little city, but loads of vegan restaurants, loads of veg options in Tel Aviv. 
Um, and it's growing tremendously with the amount of animal rights activists, you know, getting involved in Israel. I know Domino's in Israel, they offer vegan cheese and all their pizzas wow. in Israel. That's pretty huge news. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, Israel's really grown in terms of veganism. Tel Aviv is the hotbed of veganism. Yeah, I was in Tel Aviv uh, about three years ago. Oh. And we, we I went with Addie Gill. Yeah, you know, who, yeah. Uh, I know Addie Gill. Saved... Uh, 1,250 monkeys that were going to yeah. be sent to laboratories at yeah. a place called Mazur Farm. Yeah. And we witnessed uh, the closing of that farm. And uh, I was there with a huge number of Israeli activists. And uh, we were going from vegan restaurant to vegan restaurant. And here's the thing. You know, in fact, I was in the old city of Jerusalem uh, and uh, had a, uh, a traditional like pita, hummus, uh, garbanzo beans. Mm-hmm. What do they call those? the balls, um, falafel, falafel. <laughs> um, and uh, I realized, you know, it reminded me once again that so many traditional foods from wherever you're from are plant-based, mm-hmm. and, you know, people love to cite their ethnicity. Oh, I could never go vegan. I'm, well, I'm Puerto Rican and Irish. I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah. I'm Irish. You know, no, that has nothing to do with it. A, if you look at uh, Latin food, a lot of it, like yuca, beans, rice, plantains, uh, there, it's very plant-based. Not to sure. mention the fruits that you have in a Caribbean country, and as far as Ireland, the potatoes. Okay, potatoes, cabbage. So um, there's um, uh, this tendency to assume that whatever heritage you are, that that's a meat-based uh, a diet. And in fact, nine times out of ten, it's not true. I mean, if you look at the Asian world, it's a uh, it was primarily plant-based. That's why the China study was, was done there, which showed that a vegan diet is the best diet for your health. Uh, and uh, uh, if you look at the Mediterranean diet, if you look at uh, the Indian diet, if you look at the African diet, that's why Ethiopian restaurants are, there's so many vegan Ethiopian restaurants. There are Ethiopian marathon runners. It's, it's a primarily plant-based. I mean, all over the world, you have plant-based dishes. This idea that we all grew up eating meat, that, 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 that it's natural to eat meat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're brainwashed. Mm-hmm. It's only been since the 1950s that we had fast food. Yeah. McDonald's started in the 1950s, I believe. Well, it's interesting. You know, bacon, the history of bacon, if you're interested, look up the history of why people in America eat bacon and eggs. Have you ever thought about that? What's bacon and eggs? Yeah. I mean, super high in cholesterol. There was this guy who, uh, he was Sigmund Freud's nephew, and he created this marketing campaign to increase the consumption of bacon. And he went out and he sought doctors, and he, he had this study done uh, where he sought doctors to sort of say, should we eat, shouldn't we eat bigger breakfast that might include things like bacon and eggs? And he went out and got loads and loads of doctors. I think it was 4,800 doctors wrote, yeah, we should be eating heavier breakfast, which might include bacon and eggs. Next thing you know, in this country, and at that time, I believe it was in the 1920s. When was it? Oh, 1920s, dear God. 1920s, um, or maybe 1930s. You'll have to look up the date, but it's yeah. fascinating why we're eating bacon and eggs. It's because one man decided to create a marketing campaign. Before then, we were eating for breakfast, orange juice, coffee, and a, muff, and a, uh, yeah. a piece of bread. And oatmeal. And a bread. Yeah. And after this guy came up with this campaign, we started eating bacon and eggs. It's fascinating. And you can see him in a video talking about what he did. And doctors used to recommend cigarettes, too. Listen, yes. we're almost out of time. I am so honored and happy to have Ken Spector. 
of Happy Cow here in the house, literally in the house. And there's this incredible book, The Happy Cow Cookbook, Recipes from the Top-Rated Vegan Restaurants Around the World. And there's the Happy Cow app. And there's the Happy Cow Muzine. And there's the muzine, Happy Cow like muzine. Magazine, muzine. Oh, Muzine. Okay. There you go. Uh, Dea, Dia, you know, it's Dea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Muzine, which you get, you mm-hmm. can sign up for. And of course, happycow.net, happycow.com. Um, please take advantage of this incredible, incredible resource. Let's let's save the world already and have a good time doing it. Yes. A delicious time. Thank you, Ken. Thank you so much, Jane. Woo! Thank you, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.